place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspot's Comics Town Podcast listeners, you are listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 147, where we strongly recommend, but lightly review, the best of the new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday for New Comic Book Day, March 7th. Yes, it's all about the brand new stuff. And this particular podcast went ahead and took the red pill, so it stays in Wonderland and you get to see how deep the rabbit hole goes. I am your comic book loving host, Chris Latore. Thank you so much for joining us and tuning in to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I hope that you and your loved ones are all doing great and just having a great day. That's important. But please hit the subscribe button to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Check out our past podcast feed. It's fantastic. And follow us on all the social medias, the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, even YouTube, at Sunspots Comics. One easy to find place, right? Not a ton of names to find different things. That makes it kind of screwy. But yes, I would really appreciate it personally if you followed us along at Sunspots Comics. It is something that means a lot to me. So some quick uh, thank yous. I first want to thank you to our brand new sponsor, Pop Up Tea. Just check them out at popuptea.com. If you love all different kinds of nerdy t-shirts, you are going to love when you see Pop Up Tea's huge selection. I mean, it's ginormical. Just check them out at popuptea.com. Also check out popuptea.com slash collection slash sunspots comics to see just some of the comic book pop-up t-shirts I personally recommend. They kind of jammed them all into one little page for us. But most importantly, use the promotional code Sunspots Comics. That's right, no space, I don't think capital letters are, doesn't matter, uh, to get 25% off of any shirt order. That's right, any shirt order, even the clearance stuff. So check out popuptea.com. Great stuff. I've got a bunch of things in my carts right now. I, I got to just check out and pay for them. But great prices, great nerdy t-shirts, popuptea.com. Also, thank you to my friend Nick, Papa George, for making our Sunspots Comics theme song. Please check out his band, Solution. He is a lead singer and guitarist. Go to solutionmusic.net for links to their music and some upcoming show dates. If you love feel-good stuff like just reggae and rock and ska and 311, you're going to love Solution. Please check them out at facebook.com slash solutionreggae. And also thank you to my son, Justin Jables Latori, for his work on the spin-off podcast called Sunspot Scene. That's right. It's my son Jables, his two friends Moises and Matt. They sit down and talk about movies and TV shows of all genres, not just comic books. And they usually play this little weird, hilarious game kind of at the end. So check out the Kung Pao 3 Delight on the Sunspot Scene podcast. It's already on the feed. If you're already subscribed to this podcast, you're going to get it. Uh, there's a new episode 14 that's coming out very soon, but episode 13 is called Unscripted. It's myself, me and Jables, where we sit down and just kind of cut loose and talk about whatever floats into our nerd brains. So check it out. Again, it's called Sunspot Scene, and just go over to their Instagram, at Sunspot Scene. So thank you, Jables, for doing our spinoff podcast. I really appreciate it. And also a special heartfelt thank you to a podcast listener, Mr. BJ Mendelson. He is a comic book creator himself. He actually wrote a comic book called Vengeance, Nevada, with art by Peter... 
Kablarski? Savlarski? I'm not even going to try. Anyway, check it out. It's called Vengeance Nevada, written by B.J. Mendelson. Uh, I read his comic book, and I really enjoyed it. Again, it's called Vengeance Nevada. It's on Comixology. You can check it out there. Please follow him on Twitter. It's at B.J. Mendelson. He actually, B.J. wrote some just kind, positive words on iTunes and gave me a five-star review. And here is what he wrote. I love it. It's real fast. Um, he wrote, I love this show. Good comics podcasts are hard to come by, so I always support every one of them that I can. And man, that's hard to do. <laughs> Good job, BJ. That's tough. I know. I've tried. I try to listen to most podcasts related to comic books. But he also wrote, I really enjoyed the podcasts this show um, that I on this show that I checked out. Well, thank you kindly, BJ Mendelson. I work hard on this weekly podcast, so it means so much to me when I hear some positive feedback like this. So thank you so very much. Um, so BJ Mendelson, please send me your address to Chris at sunspotscomics.com, your physical address, and I will mail you a little comic book fun surprise package from me in the mail. It's the least I can do is saying thank you for giving me your time and to, for listening to my Sunspots Comics podcast and just writing those very kind words on iTunes. I really appreciate it, but good luck with your comic book called Vengeance Nevada. Check it out on Comixology, folks. But thank you, BJ Mendelson. Send me your address. I'll mail you something. So also, uh, let's now get in to the Sunspots Comics podcast issue number 147. Let's get right into it. So here we go. Starting out with some stuff. That's been floating around in my nerd brain. The first nugget of nerd that's lodged deep inside my nerd lobes this week is some news in the world of comic books. First up is just some comic book news that DC Comics announced that they are launching a new imprint much like the 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 young animal imprint called black label Ooh, fancy right uh <laughs> this uh creator uh led line of comics called black label is going to feature frank miller brian azarello and kelly sue deconic just to name three there's more i'll name in a second which uh by the way they're saying that this is kelly sue deconic's first uh major dc work which is pretty cool but uh dc says that the black label formula is to take some of the best creators at the company, pair them with some of the best characters at the company, and stand back. <laughs> that's that's it. Even Jim Lee, uh, in a statement, explained about the new uh, Black Label imprint. He said, Creating DC Black Label doubles down on our commitment to working with all-star talent and trusting them to tell epic, moving stories that only they can tell with the highest levels of creative freedom. I like that. It's kind of an image comics approach that DC is doing in this Black Label. I wonder if they're going to charge more just because it's called Black Label and it sounds fancier. I hope not. But uh, <laughs> DC also said that the release schedule of, of Black Label titles will be dictated by the creators. I mean, man. So like one issue every four months? I mean, if they have it their way. Um, and it'll, it'll also be outside of the DC Comics continuity. So just... Uh, Elseworld stuff, just things that are out there not having to be weighted down with the continuity of the DC world, which is fine. So it should be some unique, interesting stories there using main characters. Uh, DC, uh, DC Comics, Black Label Comics, they're, I guess, tentatively scheduled for a full launch in August with their first issue of the three-part Superman series called Year One. Now, they've done that before. Uh, so hopefully bring something fresh, something different. Um, they got amazing comic book talent lined up. As I mentioned, 
Frank Miller, Brian Azzarello, Kelly Sue DeConnick, but also I've read names like John Romita Jr., Greg Rucka, even the Academy Award-winning screenwriter John Ridley. He did uh, 12 Years a Slave. So that's an interesting uh, person to have on board with the DC Black Label title. Uh, but yeah, I am on board. I'm very hopefully optimistic, as I am with everything. So bring it on, DC. I'm looking forward to it in, uh, like I said, late summer and August. DC Comics' new imprint called Black Label. And the next two things bouncing around in my nerdy frontal lobe is some comic book movie and TV news. First up is the announcement that Netflix reached into the very deep pockets with all the tons of monies and decided to buy all of the rights to Rob Liefeld's Extreme Universe. So yes, the creator of Deadpool himself, Mr. Rob Liefeld, is going to be making superhero movies with Netflix based on his Extreme Universe comic book characters that he created in the 90s, like Brigade, Bloodstrike, Cybrid, Rejects, with a G-E-X, Blood Wolf, and Kaboom. You may not have heard of some of these, but <laughs> it's cool to see that Netflix is all in on another comic book property. I'm excited to see, hopefully, some fresh, some unique superhero movies, stuff that we're off the beaten path that we're not used to seeing. So all I have to say is please surprise us, Netflix and Extreme and Rob Liefeld. Uh, do some awesome superhero movies and things that are different, and uh, I'm really excited about that, so bring it on. That is Netflix buying Rob Liefeld's Extreme Universe. So very cool. No uh, yet any kind of release date as to when that's happening. But as more comes along, I will fill you in on it. And the last bit of comic book movie news is that Valiant Comics and Sony Pictures are moving forward and going to be begin filming a movie uh, called Bloodshot, played by... Mr. Fast and Furious himself, Vin Diesel. Yes, Vin Diesel is set to play Bloodshot, the am amnesiatic, nanite-infused super soldier, ultimately, also known as Raymond Garrison. It looks like it's going to be rated R, shooting for 2019 uh, release. That's tentative, of course. With some top-notch people here, you've got the Fast and the Furious producer, Neil Moritz, and director uh, Dave Wilson, who is... In the Blur Studios, he's one of the main partners, along with the Deadpool movie creator, Tim Miller. So he's kind of like Tim Miller's best buddy. Uh, so I guess Vin Diesel had a lot to say in it, because he's Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel, but that's fine. Um, so great production team, great directing team, and the actor Vin Diesel. I'm ready for a, a movie, the first ever movie from Valiant Comics. I'm really excited about that. I think it's easy to say that we can expect a different kind of comic book movie from this different kind of comic book publisher. I, I'm super excited. I also love that it, I think it gives hope to all of the small independent comic book publishers out there that they too can have a movie someday. If Valiant can do it, everyone else sure as heck can. So I'm super excited. Vin Diesel, Valiant Comics, Sony Pictures, Bloodshot. It's one of my favorite, it's the top, it's the number two of the Valiant Comics that I'm reading right now, Bloodshot. It's, just check it out. It's fantastic. Written by Jeff Lemire. But I uh, can't wait to see a movie someday. Maybe maybe 2019 is what they're saying. And that actually closes the comic book movie and TV news. Another thing that's stuck inside my nerdy brain is that Volume 2, Issue 7 of the Image Plus magazine just came out. And it's a really good one. I definitely recommend you get it. Some quick highlights of this fantastic $2 magazine by Image Comics are, in no particular crazy order... Uh, there's an article for um, the Sci-Fi Channel's Happy is actually greenlit for a season two. I love that. They have a little bit on the upcoming Birthright movie. Uh, there is an article about Jeff Lemire and his new comic book called Gideon Falls, which just came out. Uh, also, one of my favorite articles, maybe my favorite article, is called The Psychology of Comics. It's about how reading comics 
takes advantage of three different neurological systems in your brain. I love that. Comic books and science. Yes. So I, I can't wait to read a little more. I've read about half the article and it's definitely very interesting. I've always said that reading comics will work and affect different parts of your brain than just sort of standardly reading. I wonder, because I listen to movie soundtracks, is that four quadrants of my brain as I'm reading a comic? I'm not sure because I listen to movie soundtracks as I'm listen reading comic books. Anyway, uh, there's also some stuff about the fun stuff that went down in the Image uh, Expo 2018, or which I like to call ImageCon. And uh, so there's some cool things that happened there and some announcements in the Image Expo 2018. They talk about it right here in this magazine. Uh, sneak peek into the new Image comic book called Death or Glory by Rick Remender and French artist Bengal. And there's even a sneak peek at the Image comic anthology called Where We Live. That's where all the money goes to charity. The funds go to the victims and the families of that Las Vegas shooting. I can't wait to read that, Where We Live. Uh, there's also a glimpse into the new Medieval Spawn and Witchblade comic book crossover. Loving that. Looks like it's coming out later this year. And it finishes up, of course, with another mini issueette of Scott Snyder's Witches. Bad Egg, ch chapter number seven. Uh, this looks frightening and scary. It's like looking at a Marilyn Manson video or something. <laughs> but anyway, it's all worth it. Image Plus Magazine, it's only two bucks. Go and get it. It gets my Sunspots comic stamp of approval, so I highly recommend grab any of them. The Image Plus Magazines from Image Comics. Great little way to see everything that's going on in the world of Image Comics. And the last thing that's going, inside, going on inside of my nerd brain is I'm actually creating my very own comic book called Zombie Destroyers. And man, it's so exciting. We're really getting close to finishing up the very first issue of Zombie Destroyers, issue number one. I've always wanted to create a comic book since as far back as I can literally remember. Uh, it's just something, it's just an absolute dream come true. I'm doing the writing, the coloring, the lettering, and my good friend Jordan Hudson is doing his fantastic art. Please go look at his Instagram. His art is beautiful. At Skablad, S-K-A-B-L-A-D-D. And just a little fast Zombie Destroyers update. Like I said, we're wrapping up very closely into finishing the last page or page in a bonus page of Zombie Destroyers issue number one. So I'm, we're getting so close. It's so exciting. We're almost there. Thank you for your fantastic work. The art is looking phenomenal. But we have a, the very last page and a bonus page to complete. And issue number one of my comic book, Zombie Destroyers, is done. It's weird to even say that. If you want to see what it looks like, just go to look at six sample pages of my comic book, Zombie Destroyers, on my website, sunspotscomics.com. Just go there and, and click on Zombie Destroyers. You'll see the cover page plus the one through pages one through four and a picture of Jordan's dad actually cosplaying at Rose City Comic Con as a character of Zombie Destroyers that I created called Bruce. It's bananas. You got to go look at it. But go to Sunspots Comics, click on Zombie Destroyers if you want to see what my comic book looks like. It's pretty beautiful. And also, uh, just a mention of our spotlighting podcast. I did this spotlighting interview with comic book artist and movie director Troy Nixie. I posted it last Friday with Troy Nixie. It's on the podcast feed. Go check it out. He's an artist of two comic books I'm really loving right now through Dark Horse called Vinegar Teeth and Jenny Finn. His art is gorgeous. His movie is inspiring. The, the movie that he directed is actually written by Guillermo del Toro. Yes, it's called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. We talk about that and other stuff. Please check it out. It's on the feed. It's my interview with Troy Nixie, a special spotlighting interview. And, and please follow um, Troy along. His social media is great. Check him out at Troy Nixie, N-I-X-E-Y. I'm really proud and humbled by the interview. It's, it's fantastic. Again, thank you, Troy. It means so much to me. Definitely been a highlight of my nerd career having uh, this interview with Troy Nixie. So check it out on the feed. I'm super proud of it. And by the way, 
Spotlighting, this segment is designed for if you work in comic books or you're trying to break into comic books like me and you would like to just have a conversation right here on a future podcast, just send me a message, send me some of your work. My email is chris at sunspotscomics.com or message me in all the social media locations, of course, at sunspotscomics. But I definitely want to do what I can to help support the comic book industry and creators and unique people out there that are just that are just artists that are trying to break in or doing comic books. That's it's just I love talking to people like that. It's inspiring. It even helps me with, like I said, with me trying to make Zombie Destroyer. So check it out. Go look at some of those past interviews with people on the feed in spotlighting. They've been fantastic. But hit me up if you want to have a nice little nerdy chit chat on a future podcast. So now here we go, on to the centerpiece of the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is my comic book reviews and recommendations, where I pick my favorite new comic books for New Comic Book Day Wednesday, March 7th. That's right, the one that just passed. And of course, very light, super, semi-spoiler-ish alert. But really, have no fear, don't worry. I just do my best to inspire you to talk about these comic books without spoiling them. Yes. So you can still like just get a little nugget of deliciousness and then go like, hmm, I need to eat the whole entree of that comic book. But I really never discuss the last few pages at all. I just don't like to cover the cliffhanger endings. I really just cover some of the interesting points that is a comic book. But just in case you've been warned, super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alert. And also to see everything encapsulated into one place of everything that is Sunspots Comics, all my favorite picks of the week, my pull list, just everything I'm doing, go to sunspotscomics.com. It's an easy, breezy, fun, and simple website where it has my pull list there. I'm reading 132 comic books. That list is there. All of my top picks are listed there. I'm super proud of it. Every single week, I update it. I add a little something. Just go check out sunspotscomics.com from time to time. I'd be very appreciative of that. So now let's talk about the art winners. Yes, every single week I like to pick the best of the best in the art category for comics. I believe it's like 60% art and 40% writing when it comes to what makes a perfect comic book. So I like to spotlight and highlight uh, what I consider to be my favorites of the art teams of uh, comic book creators this week. So this week's artist winner is Daniel Warren Johnson for his image comic book, Extremity, issue number 12, the series finale. And Daniel Warren Johnson had to do a ton of faces at their very heightened level of emotional peak. And man, I I don't say this lightly, this is extremely hard to do. (laughs) Um, But I I really think that Daniel Warren Johnson was able to pull this off because Extremity is a very kind of personal comic book to him. I've read some of the pages and the articles in the back of the comic, you should definitely check those out. It's something, Extremity is something that he dreamed about or that he had to even sort of live into this imaginative world of himself without his ability to draw because it's centered around this character named Thea that had her hand cut off in this horrible war. And I think that's also paired with that he just poured nothing but his pure love and joy into Extremity. And that pays off when you come to those intricate moments and those those subtle little details of those facial emotions that have to be so realistic. I mean, there's so many amazing action sequences in this particular comic, issue number 12, Extremity, paired with some fantastic, beautiful lettering, by the way, from Russ uh, Wooten, because he is able to just pair that just perfectly, like when this this huge ship crashes into this giant monster and he just uses the word crash in this over-the-top sort of jagged way, like it's lightning that's paired with this panel. It really brings so much fun and... Daniel Warren Johnson added in so many little intricate details to every single page. You just have to kind of stop and look and pair with it and live in that moment. It's just so much fun. I The emotional peaks, which were drawn so perfectly, 
more than once just gave me the chills. And that, that does not happen very often in a comic book. I read a lot of them, but it, it happened in more than one sequence here where it just so times out pairs well and it's so emotionally packed in here, leading to a wonderful series finale, by the way. But A-plus art, Daniel Warren Johnson, thank you so much. I love it. And uh, uh, Extremity being gone makes me sad. But man, check out his gorgeous art, Daniel Warren Johnson, on Extremity issue 12. Easily artist winner of the week. And cover, or win uh, cover artist winner this week is Adam Gorham for Jughead, issue number four from Archie's Madhouse Comics. Please follow him on Instagram. His art is phenomenal, at Adam T. Gorham. This cover showcases in such a beautiful, bloody, glory, glorious, vicious <laughs> way of this beautiful Jughead werewolf. It's just this amazing, striking pose I love that Adam really captured the brutal, fierce, like frightening, realistic look of this lovely Jughead werewolf in this kind of berserker mode with just blood covered all over him. And it's such amazing lettering as well when you'll see at the bottom of it and how they've colored it so beautifully. It's combined to make this just truly unforgettable comic book look and cover. The way the hunger is written out in orange, Adam, killer stuff. How he has just swashes of sort of different levels of of darkness and depth for colors of orange. It just adds this, this interesting sort of uniquely fonted name, the hunger underneath this insanely looking, just gruesome werewolf. Beautiful stuff though. It's just so that the, that visceral look of, of howl on his face is just wonderful with the blood dripping out of his hands. It's iconic. It's astonishing. Fantastic work. Hats off to Mr. Adam Gorham. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. You easily win my cover winner of the week. I if, if you could send me this in poster form, Adam, I would uh, be in your debt forever. <laughs> but I'm definitely a fan of your art, uh, Adam. I'll be following you forever. Thank you for this gorgeous cover of Jughead issue number four. Check it out, folks. Beautiful werewolf monster mayhem. Gorgeous. And the breakdown. This week, I actually read 19 comic books uh, and six of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. That's fantastic. And there are three new number ones this week, and all three of them made it to the top comic book recommendation list. That's excellent. I'll discuss these new number ones briefly in the countdown. So let's get into my top comic book recommendations. This is the Great Ones list of new comic book days for, for comic books for new comic book day, March 7th. I really recommend you go and buy these at your local comic book shop today. Go and support your local comic book shops. Now, on to my top comic book recommendations of the week. So there were six. So coming in at number six is the highest house. Number one, this is of the three new number ones, this is the number one. And what a great first issue. This is primarily primarily swords and sorcery. It has a little bit of Game of Thrones style. Uh, fantastic art, by the way, the team here. This is from IDW, writer Mike Carey, art and lettering by Peter Gross. Gotta give props to colorist Fabian Alquier. Gorgeous, gorgeous team here. Hitting on all cylinders. Quickly, this is a story of a young boy named Moth uh, that is sold into slavery uh, by his very poor mother to buy food for the other children. So heartbreaking little part of the story there alone. And he's brought into this sort of grand, lavish, but very menacing castle called the Highest House to be a servant, ultimately. But the twist comes from the sorcerer that actually chose Moth when he was buying slaves he senses something in Moth, and I feel that he plans to exploit this young boy's potential abilities, maybe in the area of sorcery. 
But this is uh, done in this very sort of rich history kind of laying out of this hierarchy that's that's basically running many kingdoms and it's it's ultimately of sort of their rise to power and how um, I believe there's going to be other factions and other other families or or clans that want to sort of overthrow their power. But there are some interesting characters that are built here. Some great but very brutal world building. It's a very kind of gruesome. That's why I kind of think of Game of Thrones. But uh, man, what a fantastic cliffhanger at the very end of this. Um, I definitely added this to my pull list and you really should. But um, that's the gist of it. It's wonderful. There's some very sort of messed up moments in relations to how these, these people are treated as the slaves of this highest house. But definitely was some great foundation building here and they really kind of took their time there's a lot of sort of very rich in-depth moments that are kind of a little on the heavy dialogue but uh not too heavy to where i was like rolling my eyes or like wow it's still going it was just the right amount just the perfect blend to make it a very good very interesting first issue of a comic so go check out highest house from idw i strongly recommend it very very good and coming in at number five is Jughead, issue number four. Man, some fantastic art here. This is, of course, our cover artist winner of the week from Adam Gorham. But this is from, I guess they've kind of renamed this sort of imprint. Uh, but Jughead, uh, The Hunger, is from, and I like the little, even the font and logo, it's Archie's Madhouse presents Jughead, The Hunger. But this is a story by Frank Thierry, who I've been loving his work with Pestilence from Aftershock. Check that out. Beautiful Colors, which is very just orange and red and yellow by Matt Herms. And art by two people, Pat and, or three people, Pat and Tim Kennedy do the first 10 pages. And Joe Esma does pages 11 through 20. But you don't feel that moment where, oh, here we go, we're in new, a new art team. And it doesn't feel that way. They pair it very well. They have sort of similar sensibilities in art. But... Man, uh, this centers around the origin of this team of werewolf hunters that's gathering for their newest target, Jughead, our beloved werewolf, Jughead. I love also this flashback to the late 80s, mid 80s, showing how the team was formed. And they have this kind of Hatfield and McCoy-like family feud. Uh, there's our team leader, Alina. And this very sort of Shakespearean forbidden love story she has is just well done little plot twist and how it... Uh, intersects with the story is all I'm going to tell you. But this has tons of brutal werewolf gore and is just a ton of fun. Whether you like werewolves or not, it's just action-packed and it's, like I said, it's the building of this team of werewolf hunters and how they practice fighting werewolves is kind of brutal. You got to see that little part of it. But this is definitely uh, introducing that team to eventually meet with Jughead and uh, it's going to be brutal is all I can tell you. But Fantastic issue, maybe my favorite of the of the four issues so far, but they've been solid and really good. This one is just just taking it to that little extra edge of great. Like I said, even that uh, Alina sort of forbidden love story is interesting as she's the team leader of this werewolf hunting uh, group. But very very cool. Jughead, hunger, the hunger. Check it out. Uh, check out the glorious color by Adam Gorham. Gorgeous gorgeous stuff. But coming in at number four is from IDW Comics as well, The Spider King, issue number one. And this is the second of the three of the new number ones this week. And another seriously great first issue. I am loving this fantastic complex art. This is written by Joss Van and illustrated by Simone D'Armini. And gorgeous, gorgeous, interesting looking art. This 
comic book has a look to it of something we haven't seen in a while. Feels very fresh, feels very, very different. It's very sort of fantasy and Vikings, but uh, it's very complex and you have to sort of see it. Sometimes you got to really kind of spend a little time on a panel to understand what's going on, but not too much time. It doesn't sort of get frustrating or you can't understand what's happening. That's the best way I can describe this kind of art. But this ultimately is about a Viking war and some crazy looking aliens that have crash landed into this sort of Viking world. There are two warring clans and man, do they hate the heck out of each other. <laughs> and they it's played so well here by writer Joss Van because you really have to be able to feel that sort of hate they have for each other. When they're getting ready to battle, there's this long scene where they're just talking about how much they hate each other just to get the blood boiling so they can just bring their level of fighting up to level 10 in ferocity. But you got the underdogs, the Laxdales, run by this newly appointed king named Rolf. And uh, then this wolf clan, run by the, the very devious and, and proud uh, Arik. And the third sort of semi-clan-ish Viking clan story centers around a, a brave and very kind of cunning princess who leaves the family. Instead of sort of taking her place as the helpless princess of this war of barbarians, she's just like, nope, I'm going to leave. She very much reminds me, actually, of the character, the red curly-haired character in Brave, which I forget her name. But I love all of this. It has a very brutal, visceral, violent art style, very rich in detail. Yes, you got to slow down a little bit to kind of truly understand what's happening in a panel. Uh, but I love that. It gives uh, this rich tapestry of this Viking and aliens clashing together. It's a fresh look and fresh start. I I'm all in. It has a little something unique in it. And uh, it's very, very steeped in sort of Viking lore. And Valhalla's mentioned a bun bunch of times. But it's really something unique to look at. There's a couple of splash pages in here that are just so intricately detailed this must have taken forever i hope they've already done all four and they're in the bank because this is a four issue miniseries but get the spider king from idw it is a phenomenal viking versus aliens uh comic book title warring clans fun stuff you got to see it check it out the spider king but now here we go now on to the top three of the best new comic books that came out this week so here we go now into the top three so coming in at number three is the third and final of the new number ones that came out this week so you should definitely grab all these new number ones because it's great it rarely ever happens where three new number ones come out in a week and all three of them have made it to the great ones recommendation list so very rare but coming in at number three is oblivion song from image comics this is written by robert kirkman and some amazing art by Lorenzo De Felici. Why haven't we seen more art from Lorenzo Lorenzo De Felici? I don't know, but I hope that he, I know Kirkman is a stickler for sort of having the same artist on a comic the entire time. I've also heard on podcasts and reading about Robert Kirkman, they've already completed 12 of these. So they are all in, they're not going anywhere. He mentions in an article at the end of this comic that he's already working on issue 30. So he is all in, he's committed, he is sticking with this. They're releasing these comics, whether sales do well or not, that's Kirkman style. He's like, I don't give a crap. I'm putting it out there, I love it, and that's what's that's what's kind of wonderful about this. But anyway, um, <laughs> to give you a gist, uh, it centers around this main character named Nathan. He is a scientist that's hell-bent on sort of phasing, sort of teleporting in and out of this strange alien monster colony or dimension that just happens to have appeared... Uh, on Earth, it's just there. It's like this weird sort of bubble that you just can't walk right into. You have to be able to teleport or phase into. And Nathan's science has figured that out. I love that. <laughs> but it just, it's this weird alien colony. It appears in the center of the city. 
and people have been trapped there. Many thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of humans have been trapped in this and they can't get them out. Most of them have just been considered dead. There's a monument to them with all their names. Like they're gone. Sorry, but they're right there. They're like 10 feet away. How do we get them? Well, Nathan is like a man alone on this mission. He hasn't uh, given up hope that his brother could be in there. It's been many years and there's all these sort of monsters and this sort of alien goop growing on everything. And seems like these like like poisonous flowers of this alien goop that's all everywhere and sort of infects you in ways. But I really like, uh, of course, this is Robert Kirkman. He does this fantastic job of writing like complex relationships. This really centers around this very tense uh, sort of boyfriend-girlfriend complex relationship with uh, Nathan and his girlfriend. His girlfriend actually is part of the very government that won't fund him to save more people that are in this weird alien oblivion song bubble. And so he's at odds with her. Like, hey, give me more money. There's more people in there. I've just pulled out two. That's what he does in kind of the opening sequence. Um, but yeah, government's not having it. They're sort of given up. Well, Nathan hasn't given up. That's why I kind of dig it. It has this superhero feel without being a superhero comic. It's Nathan that's just hell-bent, although it's very personal to him because his brother is in there to save the people that are trapped in this weird Oblivion song. I think that's what they call the thing. Um, alien bubble uh, dimension odd thing <laughs> but of course of course of course uh there is the very kirkman like cliffhanger <laughs> at the end so tune in for that also they do a kind of little like a little bonus end scene like a little marvel uh at the end of the credits kind of bonus scene that's something different for kirkman and i liked it it's, it ties right into sort of uh a prequel moment to this universe into the the alien uh, dimension appearing on earth very cool i hope they keep that up i like that but um of course i drank uh kirkman's kool-aid he should come out with that the kirkman kool-aid <laughs> but uh definitely check out oblivion song great setup issue um i can't wait to see more of this i'd highly recommend you get it uh he's all in and plans on doing it it's not like it's going away it's not like it's a mini series it's gonna be around like whether you like it or not <laughs> but i really enjoyed it i'm so glad uh, Kirkman's doing something. Uh, this definitely feels fresh and different for Robert Kirkman. So I'm all in. Put it on your pull list now. It's fantastic. Oblivion song. And coming in at number two is Captain America from Marvel Comics, issue number 699. <clears throat> Man, 700 is leading up to be quite an epic issue. I can't wait. This is written by Mark Wade, art by Chris Samney, and colors by Matt Wilson. Cover, by the way, uh, Captain America in the center of Hulk and Thing trying to smash each other. Trying to have some, you know, clobbering time and smash each other. It's great uh, with Captain America just holding them apart. Uh, lovely, lovely stuff. But this is just, it's a wonderful, nostalgic uh, homage to the comics of old. That's really what it reminds me of. It's very simple storytelling. It's, it's very simple, not complex storytelling that's going on here. Um, it's ultimately Captain America was frozen again. Earth is in, in just all kinds of turmoil here. And he's found the thing sort of pushing this very Conan Barbarian wheel in a circle to power the world. They've kind of duped into him to believing, telling the thing that the world will die unless you keep pushing this thing in a circle to power and generate the world. And Cap's like, uh, thing? Yeah, man, uh, they were lying to you. <laughs> and he's like, he's probably been there for seven or ten years uh, pushing a Conan Barbarian wheel. But hey, that's the thing. What can I tell you? It's clobbering time. Um, but this is an easy, quick page turner. There's not a ton of dialogue. It's just a feel-good comic that reminds me of why I love comic books so much. Because it just has that heroic feel to it. 
uh, Captain America doing what he can, what he's got to do to save America. He believes in it. He knows it's not perfect. He knows America has problems, but it's it's still it's his his unrelenting, uh, hopeful nature that is going to make the day right and stop this sort of weird rampart, these assassin group called Rampart, and their King Babington, which is this man, he's crazy looking, uh, freaky monster. You gotta see what King Babington, Babington looks like. But great stuff here. It's definitely leading to a, I think, going to be a, a, a solid end to this run for Mark Wade and uh, Chris Samney. Maybe not. I hope it keeps going. They did uh, Black Widow for a long time, and I loved when they did that. So I do not want them to leave this, but it feels like it's kind of coming to an end with the big issue number 77 and 700 and rumors of Captain America kind of taking a turn and going in a different direction, though in a legacy direction is what I've kind of read. But go and get it. Captain America, at least the last seven or eight issues with Mark Wade and Chris Samney. It's been fantastic stuff. It's, it's like I said, very beautiful, beautifully done homage to the comic books of old and why we love them. That's important. But here we go now. The number one, the one that we've been all been waiting for. This week's champion, the numero uno, the top cheese. Yes, all those titles and so many more. The number one comic this week that beat them all is Extremity. Yes, Extremity issue number 12, the series finale. Yes, it's our artist winner of the week. Uh, this is written and art by Daniel Warren Johnson. Beautiful colors by Mike Spicer. This is a five-time top comic book selection from us here at Sunspots Comics. I went back and looked. Yes, I did the homework. It has been a top pick five times. With only 12 issues, that says, says a ton, folks. There is nothing but, I think, Invincible that has been a top pick that time that many times. But there's only 12 issues of Extremity. So, what's that tell you? But man, what a great series end to a great comic book. I'm sad that it's going to be gone, but what a, what a finale. This is all about how, ultimately, the moral, all sides lose in war. Yes, we all know that, but... With some major twists of some major dysfunctional family problems, you have also the very, the heart of it in my opinion is the core, the love between brother and sister, the complex relationship that Thea and Rolo have together. It's not always great, it's not always sunshine and roses. They got issues, they got problems, they see things differently, but they, they do love each other and they respect who they are when it comes down to it. And it's also in its core, do we accept the roles that we are given? That's ultimately what this kind of core moral to this sort of story is do we do what our family tells us to do and what everyone tells us we're supposed to do or do we sort of do our own thing and be our own person also what do we do if you're an artist and your hand is cut off what do we do in life what do you, what, what kind of place uh does thea find herself to be in that's that's a big part of this and and ultimately does loyalty justify going against what we believe that's what this is really about that's that's just some of the stuff that's going on here in Extremity and why it's a fantastic comic book. Please go get this. Read all 12 issues. Not only in this particular issue do you get a giant robot fighting a giant dragon monster. Uh, that's, an, that's enough said right there. But you get an amazing piece of art in a beautiful other world setting. That's what is Extremity. Thank you, Daniel Warren Johnson. This is gorgeous. Plus, very super interesting, complex other characters. I mean, even just to mention... Her father, the Abba, the sort of head warring, warring general, if you will, of her family that has to, that is just sort of, sort of thrust into this position and they love their father, but he is just so blinded with rage. 
I mean, uh, there are some things that happen to his family. His daughter loses his hand. Where is their wife? You got to look and read. But, oh man, it's like, uh, that's really kind of the, the most heartbreaking part of this story is the, the Rolo and Thea and their relationship to their dad and how it's really changed and how he sort of just can't become, you know, be this loving father. He has these obligations and this responsibility to their people. But man, it's not uh, so easily done for the Abba. He struggles with it. And Thea losing her hand in the war as an artist. I mean, the whole time she's just always struggling to find her place. And she very clearly finds her place. That's what's the, the great part of this. And it just gave me chills. In more than one panel, this this particular comic gave me chills. It, uh, my eyes watered up a little bit. That's very rare that anything like this ever happens in a comic book. But Extremity was able to do that. This comic book will stick with me. It really will. Um, I'll be able to remember this story because it's just so well done. And at the end of this, I think, um, it did this for me. But it's going to make you want to just pick up the phone, uh, call your parents, because, you know, call them. They don't like texting, really. Talk to them. And maybe reach out to a sibling. You can text them. That's fine. You know, just to say hello. That's what I think we'll, you'll actually end up doing, as I'm getting a little choke tip here, um, at the end of this series run of Extremity. So, uh, yeah. Call your mom. Text your siblings. Call them, too. It's like even a bonus. They won't answer, because, you know, they're younger. They're millennials. I don't know. I'm talking about my family. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so there you go. That's uh, that's our number one pick, Extremity. Go get it. I'm sad that it's over. It, maybe there's a little opening, a little flicker of potentially this could keep going. I mean, I hope so, but we'll see. They rewrapped it up really well. Thank you, Daniel Warren Johnson, for a wonderful comic book that is Extremity. But anyway, there you go. That's the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 147. Let me lock the vault door. Those are my new comic book recommendations this week for New Comic Book Day, March 7th. Man, it was an amazing week of art, an amazing week of comics. Those six comic books I recommend are fantastic. Go to your local comic book shop, buy those immediately, tell them that Chris at Sunspots Comics and Aftershock Comics sent you. Just tell them that. They'll know what you're talking about, I swear. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, uh, you want to connect to the show in your own unique way, email me directly. And maybe there's a comic book that I, I should be reading. Send me your recommendation, I'd love that. Uh, my email is chris at sunspotscomics.com. And I love having those reactions, conversations, interactions with fans of the podcast. So don't be afraid. Hit me up. I'm very approachable and I respond very quickly. And also check out our blog at blog.sunspotscomics.com. Please sign up for our email newsletter, sunspotscomics.com slash contact. And don't forget to tune in next week for issue number 148 of the Sunspots Comics podcast. I will be reading a list of 13 brand new comic books that are coming out March 14th with two new number ones that are coming out. And I hope they're really good so I can tell you about them. Like this week, three for three, three new comic books, three made it to the great recommendation list. That rarely ever happens. So go get those number ones, all of them. Now here's just a quick sneak peek into some of the comic books coming out next week that I'm going to be reading for review for Podcast 148. So here you go. Uh, Barbarella, issue number four. Bonehead from Image Comics number three. Parkour. I've been loving that. A weird parkour sci-fi story. Uh, Cold War issue number two from Aftershock Comics. That's been just that just blew my head off. It's just crazy. Uh, sort of, you know these these soldiers that are frozen in in a cryo cell and now they're just thrown into this war. It's crazy. Cold War. Darth Vader issue thirteen. It's been phenomenal. Uh, Power of the Dark Crystal. Jim Henson's Power of the Dark Crystal from Archaea and Boom Comics is ending. Twelve of twelve next week. I've got a good feeling that's going to make it to the top pick list. Uh, Maestro's issue number six from Image. Man, that's been bonkers of a title. Very messed up, over-the-top wizard title. 
Uh, Ragman 6 of 6 is going to be done next week from DC Comics. I've been really enjoying that. And Slots, the end of the story series from Image Comics, from Dan Panosian. Slots, issue number 6 of 6, the end of the series, is next week. So I got a feeling that's going to be up there too. It's that... That curmudgeon boxer, uh, old-timey boxer that's running through Las Vegas for one last kind of run-through to make a mad dash for cash and kind of a road to redemption and make things right with his family. That's slots in a nutshell, but it's been a top pick a few times, so check that out. But there you go. There's just some of the very top-notch comic books that are coming out next week. Please subscribe, listen in, tell a nerdy loved one to check out the Sunspots Comics Podcast. If you missed any of the links, I'll be putting them in the podcast show notes, so check that out. But if you'd like to help us here, if you want to give a little back to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, just go to iTunes, give us a positive kind of few words and five stars. It would really help us, like Mr. BJ Mendelson did. Thank you again, BJ. I'll be mailing you some stuff. And I'll even, like I did with BJ, I'll read your review in a future podcast. Um, I'll even give you a shout-out, and I will personally thank you by mailing you a little comic book-related fun surprise package delivered to your home. So yes, it's that easy. All you got to do is give a little back to Sunspots Comics and give us an iTunes review with five stars. And thank you very much for listening. I hope I just talked you in and got the juices flowing and inspired you to go buy these brand new comic books. They're so good. It was really an amazing week of comics. Uh, So until next week, spend some time with the ones you love. That's important. And go read some comic books and then do those two things together. I know I love it when worlds collide. Read some comic books with the ones you love. It's great. Stay nerdy. Be like water, my friends. See you next week. Bye-bye. Comics now. Shot out of a cannon.